Glory to Jesus Christ. Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their histories, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is a story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith, courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications, where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and by easternchristianmedia.com, a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianpublications.com. Christ is risen, indeed he's risen. Welcome to Light of the East. I am Father Thomas Lawyer, your host. Well, this is indeed a special day, not only because it's within the Paschal season and we're filled still with the joy of the resurrection, but also it's a personal day for me because it's the Sunday of St. Thomas in the Byzantine liturgical calendar. And of course, my name is Thomas, Father Thomas Loyal, your host. It's also interesting that this day of St. Thomas in the Eastern calendar has a lot of similarities to what has become the Sunday of Divine Mercy in the Latin Rite calendar. As you know, on this program... We always are dedicated to unity in the Catholic Church, unity between the two lungs of the Church, East and West. So we we present the riches of both lungs of the Church, East and West, but of course primarily the gifts of the Eastern Churches, because I, of course, am an Eastern Rite priest, a Byzantine Catholic priest. And on this particular Sunday, this theme of mercy actually cuts across both lungs of the Church, East and West. Of course, we know it Those of you who are Latin right certainly know it well from the whole theme of divine mercy. There's the word itself. But in the Eastern churches, this is also a Sunday in which mercy is very much the theme, the mercy of Christ in a lot of ways. First of all, because Christ, the fact that he resurrected from the dead out of love for us, his mercy for us sinners, but also he has mercy on a doubting Thomas, and he has this mercy, or he conveys it, through his very body, through Jesus' very body. We're coming to a time now that as we focus on the resurrected body of Christ, we draw upon not only the scriptures in that event, but also things like St. John Paul II's wisdom in his whole teaching on the body, called the theology of the body. And also, the same teaching, the same mystical approach is very much a part of Eastern theology, of Byzantine spirituality, which is why I'm a practitioner and always a student of St. John Paul II's theology of the body. In other words, and consistent with Eastern theology, things that are invisible are made visible through the physical. Now, I know that sounds like a little bit of a brain teaser. Let me say it again. Things that are invisible become visible, tangible, 
through the physical. And this is certainly the case with the human body and most especially the case with Jesus Christ's resurrected body. And that's very much front and center on this theme of Thomas Sunday because, of course, you know the story. Jesus comes into the upper room. Now, we often have this saying that the devil is in the details. Well, actually, I like to say God or the message of Scripture is in the details, and that's especially true with John's gospel. In the story of Christ coming in the upper room, the details are important because it says that he came into the room although the door was locked. So he passed through the door, a solid door. They were locked. The apostles were still hiding. They didn't quite still understand what had gone on because Jesus had just resurrected, but the news was just sort of getting to them, just sort of sinking in. So Jesus appears to them, although the door was locked. They thought it was almost like a ghost. So he had to have some kind of spiritual dimension to his being that he could pass through a door that's locked. But at the same time, he had his own body, that same body, so much so that when he told Thomas, who was doubting that this really was the resurrected Christ, when Thomas doubted this, Jesus said to him, what? Look at my spiritualized person. Look at my soul. Look at my radiance. Look at my beauty. No, he said, touch the wounds, which means the wounds that he had from his crucifixion were that real, which means his body must have been that real, that physical, while at the same time being spiritual. Now, why is this significant? Because what's happening in Jesus's body is always a signal for us about what our bodies, our whole beings were originally meant to be way back in the Garden of Paradise before there was sin, and also where they are destined to be. They are destined to be as Jesus's body was when he resurrected from the dead and appeared to the apostles and other people. For the short time he was on earth, he was on earth 40 more days, then he ascended into heaven, body and soul together. But that ascension and his post-resurrection appearances, such as this one to Thomas, revealed to us what will happen to us, that our bodies will be reunited with our souls. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of Catholics don't even think of that. We think of, we always talk about and think of in terms of our soul, saving our souls, and our body goes into the ground. I'm always surprised at how many Catholics even are surprised when they hear that, oh, I mean, our bodies are going to come back again. Yeah, they're going to rise up. They're going to be reunited with our souls, but we'll be in some other form, some kind of a spiritualized, perfected, glorious form just as Jesus Christ was. So the body that we'll have will be real, just like Jesus' body was real after his death. His resurrected body was real. It had to be real, because otherwise the resurrection wouldn't be real. And as St. Paul tells us, if the resurrection didn't happen in Christ, then all of our preaching, all of our faith is basically worthless. I mean, it's nice, but it doesn't have the significance that it really does have because of Christ's resurrection. So the body and the soul are reunited, and they'll be gloriously transfigured. And this is how it was supposed to be at the beginning. Adam and Eve were not supposed to die. We were not supposed to die. We weren't supposed to go through this horrendous sickness and death of the body where it separates from the soul, and then we have to wait for the reunification of our being, of body and soul together. Basically, Adam and Eve were destined to pass into eternal life like the Blessed Mother did at her Assumption, or as we call it, her Dormition in the Eastern churches, 
where her body and soul was intact, together, never separated. She passed gently into the next life. Well, this is what was intended for us. But because of sin, we now have this rupture. The body and soul separates. body dies and rots in the grave. The soul goes on to the next life to be judged. Well, in the end, the soul and body will reunite as it did in Christ. So he anticipates, he proves to us what's going to happen to us. But because the body will rise again, and Christ took on our human body, and when he ascended, he ascended with that body. Do you realize that there is now on the throne of heaven a human body? That human, the human being has risen higher than the angels? Well, Lucifer knew this from the beginning. That's why he was jealous. And he was cast out of heaven for his jealousy. He was jealous of us. He was jealous that the incarnation would occur not through angels, but through human beings with a body. So the body is special. It is holy, as we read in St. Paul. And he says, do you not know your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? So glorify God in your bodies. St. John Paul II said that our bodies, in a sense, we are our bodies. Our bodies reveal the person. Our bodies reveal God. We're an absolute composite, an integration of body, soul, and spirit. That's how it was always meant to be. The dichotomy that happens because of sin, was never meant to be. No, this is not the real world. It's not reality when we're sick. Reality is when we are well. And being well just doesn't mean being without disease, taking a lot of medicine, or going through a lot of treatments. Being well means we are living in an integrated way, that our spiritual life, our habits, are good for our body, and vice versa. This is why in the sacrament, the anointing of the sick, especially in the Byzantine tradition, whenever I anoint somebody from the sick, the prayers are always about the forgiveness of sins and the healing of the body. The two always go together. So our habits affect our body, but our habits come from our spiritual life. So if we're not quite well spiritually, if we're not really on target spiritually, our bodies will suffer. So There is something special about this body. God himself said so by his own resurrection of this human body and mounting on the throne of heaven. But what is good for the soul is good for the body and vice versa. So wholeness, health, is about spiritual health, which corresponds to physical health. Let's face it. A lot of our physical maladies today come from our lifestyles, personally but also as a culture. You know, we're actually very unhealthy as a culture because we don't have this concept that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We don't understand how integrated our bodies are with our soul and our spirit. We don't understand that the things we eat or don't eat poison us. We lean on pharmaceutical medicines. We take so much toxin into our bodies in so many ways, and we think that that's health. There's actually a better way a way that is actually more consistent with this integration. In fact, at my parish of Annunciation, Homer Glen, Illinois, we actually have what we call the Annunciation Parish Real Healthcare Plan. There's all this talk about how we can't come up with a decent healthcare plan in our culture. And one of the reasons is because we don't approach it with the right understanding of the body and of the integration of the body with the soul. We don't approach health with spirituality. It's all about funding and money and 
pharmaceuticals and treatments and mechanical things. It's not about the person, the whole integrated person. Well, we call this enunciation real healthcare plan, where we actually bring speakers in to our church, our parish, and we speak to them about holistic healing, about what it really means to be healthy in terms of this eschatological sense, in terms of the resurrected body of Christ sense, where it's a matter of our habits and understanding our bodies, what they need, what they don't need. Think of them as a temple of the Holy Spirit. Would you put garbage in a temple, you know, in a church? Would you mistreat it? No, we put the best in there. Well, our bodies are walking, talking temples. So it only stands the reason that we should do the best for them. And that ties into spirituality. When we come back, we're going to talk to someone who actually practices what we're saying here as part of his profession and also of his spiritual life. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the Eastern Lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to ByzantineCatholic.com. That's ByzantineCatholic.com. And then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. You're listening to Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Welcome back to Light of the East. Again, I say to you over and over again, Christ is risen. And of course, you say back to me, what is it? Remember? That's right. Indeed, he is risen. So Christ is risen. Indeed, he is risen on this marvelous season of the Paschal Sundays, the Paschal season, the season of Christ's resurrection. And today in the Eastern Church, in the Eastern Church's calendar, many of the Eastern Churches, is the Sunday of St. Thomas. And we're focusing today on the mercy of Christ towards St. Thomas, who doubted, but how Thomas overcame his doubt through the miracle of Christ's resurrected body and how that is integrated with our entire sense of spirituality and health. We have an expert here who lives this in his profession and in his spiritual life. We want to welcome to Light of the East here, Dr. James Christosik. He is from the Cleveland, Ohio area. Dr. James, welcome to Light of the East. Well, Father Lawyer, it's a pleasure to be with you. And as I was listening to you, I was getting excited. Really good information you uh, give to, to your listening audience, and praise God for that. Well, thank you very much. So tell us how you live this in your life and in your profession. Well, I, I just really believe that uh, that God, as you said, wants us to be healthy, and we've been kind of given a message, and I believe it comes from the enemy, that you know we are to, to live this life, and, and, and disease is a part of it. Yes, it is, but God, that's not God's plan for us. And, you know, the Bible tells us in the book of John that, you know, the enemy comes to steal and kill and destroy, but the Lord comes to give us life and have yes. it more abundantly. And so I, I live this out in my life with my family. I raised six children on all-natural lifestyle. Oh. None of my kids, none of my kids had medications. Um, they lived a healthy life. They're still living healthy. I've got two healthy grandchildren. And, and again, it's, it's proven not only in my family, but with my patients. I've seen over 13,000 patients, Father. Wow. We've had people who were sick with chronic ailments, people with congestive heart failure, people with 
um, autoimmune diseases like lupus and, and psoriasis and multiple sclerosis, and you name the autoimmune diseases. There's over 120 of them. And these conditions, which we're told people have to live with them, are curable, Father. And God has placed inside the body a powerful capacity for the body to heal itself. But unfortunately and sadly, as Christians, we're not taking advantage of it. So I teach my patients how to do it, not only in my practice, but on my radio program. And I've written five books on the subject. And I have a passion, Father, to help especially Christians to become a witness so that they can really glorify God in their body. Well, tell us a little bit about what you do. You are what type of doctor? Well, I'm a chiropractic family physician, board certified, and that's my, that's my doctorate. But I also have a degree in clinical nutrition. It's taken four years to get that as well. And I'm also an expert in functional medicine, which is evidence-based natural medicine. And again, this is a, the medicine of the future, and, and it's happening now. And even the Cleveland Clinic now has a functional medicine department now. Now, they've only had it for the past five years. Father, I've been practicing functional medicine for over 25 years. I have a little more experience than them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. I just learned this too about many of you who are listening may know of the Cleveland Clinic. It's kind of like the Mayo Clinic, one of those great, great centers of, of medicine. But at the same time, doctor, as, as you know, the I guess most physicians, most, uh, most patients, most of our understanding of the approach to medicine, I call it kind of like after the fact. In other words, a patient comes to the doctor after they're already sick, and then the doctor does what? Basically, he prescribes medicine. He prescribes a chemical or a treatment, and it's almost like a catch-22, because I've, I've challenged doctors on this, like, why aren't they more functional and so on? And they say, well, because part of it's because that's their training, but secondly, because the patients, they claim the patients come and expect that. They come in, they, they come to a doctor's office, expect her to be there five or 10 minutes and get the miracle pill from the doctor, you know, prescription, and go home and get healed. And that's our basic understanding of, of medical practice, isn't it? Is that, is that what you find as well? That's unfortunate. And, and again, it's the training they, they've been taught that in medical school. That's a standard of care for them. If they deviate from that, they're ostracized. But here's the thing in a nutshell. Everybody knows that medicine treats symptoms. Yes. In functional medicine, Father, what we do is we... That, that's a downstream effect of something yes. going on upstream. Right. So in functional medicine, we go upstream to get to the cause of the problem. You know, the Bible says that there's always a cause. There's, there's always a literal cause for a problem. Things don't happen just by chance. And if you look at the book of Proverbs in 26.2, it says, like the sparrow in her wandering, like the swallow in her flying, so the curse without cause does not come. Father, there's a cause for an illness. There's, no, there's not just some happen chance that somebody was unfortunate. You know, we've been taught uh, for our whole lives that disease was a result of Bad genes, bad germs, and bad luck. That's just bad science. We know now that 90% or more of illness is caused by our lifestyles. That's what functional medicine is. It's lifestyle medicine. And that's why I refer to it as as spirituality, because lifestyle refers to habits, right? Absolutely. And, And the choices that we make every day, the food that we put in our mouth, the things and the thoughts that we have, how we move, 
That's all going to determine how we feel and how we look and how we act and how we behave. You know, I always tell people that, you know, Americans are digging their graves with their fork. Yeah, yes. And I heard that the current generation may not, for the first time in history, may not live as long as its preceding generation. And it's getting worse. And, you know, here's the thing, okay? People think, again, that, again, disease is uh, uh, just a, a matter of chance or genes. Yes. Father, there are cultures around the world, and I've documented one of my books, Yes. Cultures around the world that have less than 1%, 1%, less than 1% of chronic disease. Could you imagine if here in this country we had less than 1% of cancer or heart disease or Alzheimer's or uh, Parkinson's disease or any of the diseases that we think are part of the normal aging process? Could you imagine if we had less than 1%? I'm here to tell you, Father, that there are cultures around the world and I documented in my book, Carbs from Heaven and Carbs from Hell. It's a book that I've written over 20 years ago. And that book documents regions around the world, uh, all around the world, in the Mediterranean, in Asia, in South America, and even here in the United States, there are, there are populations that follow natural dietary laws designed by God, and they have less than 1% of disease in their culture. How about that, Father? It's incredible. We would never believe that in our culture. It's a, you're probably finding that, although functional medicine, just like you said with the Cleveland Clinic, it's starting to happen more and more, but still, you find it's a tough sell, isn't it? Yeah, well, here, Father, if you don't believe me in my book, then listen, National Geographic did a whole study on this, and they have a book that was written by a National Geographic author called The Blue Zones. And this was written about 15 years after I wrote my book, and he documents the same thing that I did, that these regions around the world have less than 1% of chronic disease. That's what intends for us, but we have to make the proper choices. We have to treat our bodies, our holy temples, with respect. We have to honor our God in our bodies. Yes. And I tell people there's five reasons for that, Father. Okay, there's five good reasons. Okay. First of all, when we honor God in our in, in our temple, in our bodies, it glorifies God. Second of all, okay, it also helps us to be a good witness, good steward. You know, we can witness other people in our bodies and show how God is glorified through them. God also honors us because, it, you know, if we take care of our bodies, we can also have the people who depend on us that we can be there for them. We don't have to be sick for them. Number four, Okay, you can have more energy. Um, you're better equipped to do God's will, the things that He has planned for you in your life. And then number five, our bodies are a living sacrifice. That's what the scriptures tell us in the Book of Romans. Wow, that that is really a biblically, spiritually based approach to health, and that's precisely our point here today. Just briefly, because we just have a short time now, Doctor, can you point out at least a couple really salient things that what you mean by the lifestyle or that the body is ability to heal itself? Like, what what, what are some of the the real major tips or points you can make on that? Well, we've got to eat right. To live right, we've got to eat right. To be healthy, we've got to eat right. So, you know, this is very Catholic in spirituality. Eating right is important because, you know, when we look at food, the secular world looks at food and only sees matter. It only sees food as carbohydrates and proteins and fats and vitamins and minerals. But we as Catholics, we see food as a gift from God. And we understand that God created food for our benefit. Food bears God's mark. It's his sacred sign of his love and his care for us. 
And food is one of the most important signs God's love. And how does he show us? He turns food into the Eucharist. Right, Father? Yes, you got it. I was wondering. Yes. Supernatural. So we need to look at food in a different way. And as Catholics, we should be the ones who are at the forefront saying, we want real food. You, know, you talked about your real health care plan in your church. That's God's divine health care plan for all of us. And if we eat right, if we move right, if we live right, if we think right, we're going to feel right. Absolutely. Doctor, where can people find out more about you? Well, a couple things. Okay, They can go to my website because I actually I have a lot of information there on functional medicine. It's theothersideofmedicine.com. That's T-H-E, theothersideofmedicine.com. And Father, I have a natural health care product that's food first it's a natural food has 36 superfoods in it and it's a powdered form and you can get all the fruits and vegetables you need plus more in it plus probiotics and enzymes and all kinds of good things for your body and one easy serving then go to my website and get that it's called again the site the site is called for life vitamins that's dot for life vitamins and i give 10 percent back the pro-life community because I believe that all life is sacred. Well, Doctor, I want to thank you for being in our program. I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more from you in the future, I hope to. And I want to thank you again for being with us. Again, forlifevitamins.com or theothersideofmedicine.com. Thank you, Father. Dr. James Christosik, our guest today. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. To hear Light of the East again, visit ByzantineCatholic.com and click on the Features and Programs tab and on iTunes. Thank you for listening to Light of the East. We encourage you to tell a friend about Light of the East and to visit ByzantineCatholic.com. Light of the East is produced by ADC Media. EWTN, helping people grow in their love and understanding of God. Hey, listen, I want to tell you also, you guys are phenomenal. The opportunity to say these things on the air is filling the, the vacuum out there with very, very positive thoughts and ideas. I'm, I'm just thrilled that you guys do what you do. just want to say how wonderful it is to listen to you guys. You've taught me that life needs to be much more intentional. I want to thank you for your ministry. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the light of the East. To learn more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue Light of the East with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount will be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610 Wilcook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. Or donate online on the homepage of ByzantineCatholic.com. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God grant you many happy years. Oh!